Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hello, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling like I've got a lot of ailments and things. Like just, old man problems? Yeah, I've had that for a while. And, I, and I'm looking for some different ways to address it. And there's some stuff out there called CBD. Really? Yeah. My yeah. dad uses that too. I mean, he's a little older. He does? Yeah. And he rubs it all over himself. It, it, interesting. Yeah. It, and if we could not talk about David rubbing things all over himself, <laughs> um, and David, if you're listening, I think you get it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's amazing how the issues that we're faced with seem to always correlate with the guests yeah. that we have here in the startup. Very timely. It's, it's almost as if it was planned. Now, before I do an introduction, I should probably say that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, where we will help you build a software development team quickly and affordably, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, this will be on the Startup Hustle YouTube channel if you want to see. And on TikTok? (laughs) Not on, maybe for about 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see how bad Watson needs a haircut. Oh, come on. Well, with us today, we've got Heather and Kyle Steppy, who are the owners of the KC Hemp Company. And you know I love it when you're interactive, so grab your phone or a browser and go to kchempco.com. Heather and Kyle, what's up? Hi. Hello, hello. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for coming in. It's amazing the, your, your timeliness when it comes to manufacturing CBD products and all of the old man problems that I've got. So. Yeah. You worked know. out well, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Enough of us talking. Why don't you guys give us a little background of what you're up to and, and what people are going to find when they go to kchempco.com. Yeah. Um, so we started this company about a year and a half ago, right when CBD was kind of coming on the scene. Nobody really knew what it was. They had seen it places, things of that nature. Um, and one thing we learned really quickly was there is a lot of absolute shit CBD products out there. I mean, things that don't even have CBD in them but are being labeled as CBD. Uh, kind of like so- olive oil. It literally, we went to, we and went to a That's a big thing people don't realize. A lot of olive oil isn't really olive oil. Right. Honey. Same thing with honey. Yeah. It's weird. But um, one thing, I mean, it didn't take us long for us to figure that out. So that was when as a company, you know, we started with retail. We just wanted to sell products and we quickly realized there is a market for high quality, organic, true to the nature CBD products to actually help people. Um. So we started manufacturing roughly nine months ago, and since then it's just been kind of taken off, you know. So if I go to some crappy little convenience store in the middle of nowhere and they sell CBD oil, is that stuff, odds are, like made overseas somewhere, or does it have to be made here? No, it doesn't. There's no regulation surrounding the product, which is part of the issue. No idea where it comes from. You have no idea, and it might not even be CBD. It Um, comes from weed, bro. Maybe, but does it have to be? But but like legally, does it have to be made like in the state or any of that? No, no. It there, can come from anywhere. It can come literally from. So it anywhere. could be made in China and yes. be like yeah. And there's quite a bit that is actually made in China. Okay. Yeah. And then sent over here, and um, I mean that was one thing we saw. It was just like there's a bunch of crap product, and uh, we went to a hemp convention in Colorado 
for industry professionals. And there was a company there selling olive oil as CBD and just giving people samples like, here, try my product. This is so good. It's going to cure everything. Yeah. It, and, uh, uh, it kind of backfired on them when they handed the, you know, a free bottle to someone who had a former DEA agent uh, that was a chemist on his team. And so he gave, you know, this guy this bottle and said, Hey, tell me what's in this. And he went and ran it in his lab and turns out it was olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So not only is there deception amongst the public, it's within the industry too. So we're trying to really take that back. Well, and this is an example where maybe the industry needs a little more regulation. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. The, uh, so the FDA claims that they will have their regulations in place by the end of the year, the first of January. So We're, you know, we're all kind of anticipating that and and waiting to see what those regulations look like, but it's definitely going to be a welcome change for a lot of us in the industry. But then the, that creates a lot of problems for you then, right? Like you have to then get your product like tested and sampled or how does that work? We already do that. We self-regulate because we wanted to be able to make sure that people knew we were providing a quality product. So we went ahead and regulated ourselves. Um, We only get USDA certified organic hemp distillate from Colorado. So there's no herbicides, pesticides, anything added to it. And then when we actually manufacture it, we have it sent out for third-party lab testing. So we get everything tested that's in it, come back. You can tell if there's any mold, any fungus. You can tell exactly how much CBD is in it. You can tell that there is no THC because we only manufacture THC products, um, THC free (laughs) products. So we've already been doing that. Um, So we're ready. Bring on regulation. But I think that's good. And, you know, regulation can sometimes be prohibitive of startups or business in general. But, but in the end, like um, it exists for reasons that are supposed to be, you know, on par, uh, now, uh, but, yeah. but regulations also on some on some levels has weighted down the cannabis industry. Like some of the states that it's just you know you look at Oregon or some of these places that have created a surplus of product, and it's like very well documented. Like Oregon has literally grown like three times the amount of weed that the that the state will consume. It's stuck in Oregon because they right, can't take yeah. it out of line. And, and but the reason is 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 a lot of it has become price prohibitive because the cost per pound or something like that due to the regulation and all the stuff they have to deal with. It's a little heavy handed and sometimes, but I think that's also just a sign of of an early stage anything. Like right, they, they, right. they'll adventure capitalism and open market economy does usually figure these well, things I, out. I think. I think with the the products that you smoke, it's probably a lot harder to get a counterfeit product. Maybe <laughs> you, you know it pretty well, quickly. You may know pretty quickly. <laughs> but with the consumable stuff, you don't know, right? And and so yeah, all this regulation will weigh you guys down a little bit and create some bureaucracy and whatever. But all in all, I think it helps the industry because let's we'll say yeah. somebody like me who does not use this, I use it once. I buy it at the weird ass convenience store in Pleasant Hill, Missouri, and I buy some dog biscuits for my dog or whatever. And I end up getting olive oil and a shitty experience, and I don't buy it again. I'm I don't yeah. think you'd notice. Right? I don't think you'd notice it as much, though, unless you were like, "Well, I, mean, I, I, rub, I rub it all over myself, and nothing <laughs> happens." <laughs> right, right. You feel the same. Mm-hmm. So. But if I got the real stuff, by and the way, it worked. By the way, make sure at the around the seventh minute, you, if you're interested in seeing YouTube, you should go there and see the look on my face with Watson's but second my, "rub it all over me" comment. But you see my point. Like, if I have a bad experience. Absolutely. with it because I had a an inferior product that I'm not going to 
do it again. Yeah, like, that right. is a problem that we see within our customers as well. You know, people are like, oh, I've tried it. It didn't work. I'm not going to do it again. And it's unfortunate because there is but a lot of good But it doesn't just work instantly, does it? Like, isn't, I mean, Everybody is so different. Yeah, Everybody right. is and, so different. And I'm not super informed in that regard, but a lot of the things that people are trying to treat with CBD, it's, I mean, it takes a little time. It's like almost like yeah. taking herbal supplements. Like, sure, something might do something quickly. But a lot of the time it's like, you look at like people that take milk thistle, milk thistle, it provides some well-known qualities that improve your liver function, but you don't like take it. And like tomorrow you're like, man, my liver is fucking awesome (laughs) today. At least not mine. Really processing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But by the way, there's a, you mentioned something about like counterfeit product. The thing that I think is crazy with hemp. And I was talking about this with, uh, with um, another episode is you look at this stuff and like from a picture, you're like, dude, that's looking like some pretty sticky weed there. And then there's zero THC in it. Yeah. Like right. literally yeah, like it's, none. Oh yeah. Because it smells so, the same. So on some levels, like it, I mean, it looks the same, right? Oh, it looks, smells the same. I mean, it's got a, you know, a high terpene profile depending on what strain you're using. And, you know, the terpenes are what really give it that flavor and the scent and smell. And, and then it just doesn't work when you smoke so it. Does that, does that make it really hard for law enforcement who... It does. Catches somebody with would what looks like marijuana, but it's like not marijuana. Like two days ago, they it's, just like took a shipment from Vermont or Massachusetts or somewhere. It was up in New York. Yeah. No, up, up in New York. And it was And it was like remember. all these cops posing with this hemp. And they're like, look what we've done. We've taken it off the streets. Yeah. Like, Sucker. What's and, wrong with you? Well, and the crazy <laughs> thing is they even had on, on the truck, they had all the paperwork that showed that it was legitimate, you know, what it was. And they still took it. And then, you know, the cops have this shit eating green. Well, because hemp, hemp can go across state lines, but marijuana cannot. Correct. Correct. Which is what, you know, with the with farm paperwork, bill. right? Yes, it has yeah, to have yeah. paperwork. But still, I mean, there was an issue in Kansas where these two farmers had a bunch of hemp in the back of their semi and they were getting charged with like all these, you know, crossing the borders with with um, marijuana yeah. and drugs crimes in Kansas. When, I mean, there's just a level of complete disconnect when it comes to law enforcement and just the general public on what the difference between hemp and marijuana is and how to differentiate. But by the way, part of the problem is, is the people five years ago, these are and then still in many cases, in many States, more than not, the people that have to say, okay, you're cool. Were the people that would kick down your door. Right. Over it, like maybe even months earlier, like right. Missouri's getting ready to go through this. And and by the way, the interesting um, piece of legislation passed just this with this last electoral cycle, where literally the where Congress has voted that they will not fuck with the states that have legalized medical. Right. Like because it's technically illegal on a federal level. Like right. if the right. government if the government literally wanted to, they could just go in and be like, eh, well, we we trump you. Yeah, the DEA could come in. Yeah, no, no, sure. no Trump pun intended there. <laughs> yeah, but so but good. federal does trump state, right. state trumps local, blah, blah, blah. So but I think that's important though, because that was the stepping stone in doing things like making banking regulations and other things possible to businesses like yours, where five years ago that wasn't. Yeah, and and, and those still ago. have yeah. those still have a long way to go. I mean, there's still issues with bank. Actually, um, you know, we were talking with with Jay and Danielle over at Hemp Haven, and they recently had um, their bank, you know, shut them down. Shut them down yeah. this so, week. I mean, and that we was went just last week. Yeah, when we first started our business too, and then trying to get credit card processing was an absolute joke. I mean, so yeah. there is still so many things. You guys still struggle that. with that now. 
we have a solution. Yeah, we just pay more, and you know, we we pay more in percentage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, it's because it's because but... banking regulation federally, they they things like FDIC and stuff like that. Yeah, they can't get they legally can't do anything related to federally illegal businesses. It's also why publicly traded companies in the United States can't own any part of cannabis businesses. Right, and yeah. so some of those companies have like they're they they've now have a, opened a Canadian. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that Canadian Canada. that Canada has finally become truly useful. Hey, they're, they're, <laughs> they, are, they are thriving in the cannabis market. Yeah. Yes, they, they really are. are. They really, really are. So, as a CBD startup, let's let's outline a few things because um, that is our topic today. So, of the things that have been the biggest obstacles to climb over, obviously, there's pretenders. Um, people selling the counterfeit stuff. You have banking issues, lack of understanding by legal and law enforcement. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. what? So and what, the consumer itself, themselves too. In what regard? Uh, just the knowledge of and, and information of, of what CBD and cannabis is and is not. I yeah. mean, that, that's been my perspective with it when I first learned about it as it seemed like snake oil. <laughs> Right. But, yeah. You know, but it's, it's interesting and I'm not like, um, you know, I've, t- I've taken, I have partaken in plenty of THC related activities. There you go. You did not hear that <laughs> first here. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, it is. Did you inhale? Bit. Fuck yeah, I did. Like a lot. And I held it and then like blue rings and a lot of other, yeah, dude, a lot of stuff that I would never want to talk about on a podcast that's heard in 190 okay. countries. Dude, I just wrote a book with a dude that's in a jam band. I was yeah, going to say, you might have been an I was going to say, yeah, I know, really. <laughs> like, yeah, if I'm, yeah. So, but that said, the CBD is completely different. And some of the things, like, for example, uh, uh, my mom has dementia. There are actually, like, clinical tests that show that the things in CBD. So, when you have dementia, you, you form this, it's basically like plaque in between yep. uh, um, you, the, your, what is it, your neurons, your uptake is not occurring back and forth due to this little sticky goo that mm-hmm. forms. And CBD is actually one of the things that has showing scientific promise for breaking down that type of stuff. So like, it's definitely not snake oil, but at the same time, and I mentioned before we recorded, I, I joke because all people will be like, yeah, my ears are ringing. Did you rub some CBD in it? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not going to cure everything people, no, but, no, but no. there are some things that are useful for it. But I hate the fact that I hate thinking about, someone taking olive oil thinking that they're going to actually create some good. So right. what, what are some of the, what are some of the very well-known and possibly even scientifically proven things that CBD has shown yeah. good stuff for with patients? Sure, and so, by the way, we are not giving you medical opinions here. No, no one's here. Right, no one here yeah. is a doctor. Not at all. None of this has We're been not certifying or saying any of it. We're <laughs> talking, we heard that, that people may Yes, you know, depression and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I would say depression and anxiety are, are two of the big things that that are most commonly being used for, and then just the chronic pain of arthritis. Um, you know, inflammation related pain. In in our store, you know, our the average age of our customer that comes in is fifty five plus, and they're all with you know arthritis pains, joint pains that they're just looking to get some alleviation. So, do they for eat it? it or do they rub it on their? joints? Or so they- a little bit of both. So the topicals work really well for spot treating the arthritis pains, um, you know, but then obviously the best way to take it is to get it within your bloodstream so that it's working on all of your different systems. And so that's using the oils or the edibles or 
um, whatever form, you know, they've got it in coffee now and everything else that, that you could possibly think of. So, so you guys are on the manufacturing side of this, right? So what, what all products do you manufacture? So right now we manufacture our tinctures, which is the traditional CBD oil that you see in the little bottles with the dropper. And then we are bringing our gummies and our pangreams in-house. Um, yeah, we, we actually have those in R&D right now. Your gummies and your what? Our pain cream. Cream, okay. Yes. Yep. So that would be the topical. Okay. Um, but kind of back to what Kyle was saying, the really cool thing about CBD and the reason why it is has that, you know, snake oil kind of charm to it or whatnot is the way that it works within the body. So your endocannabinoid system that actually interacts with CBD and THC, as well as any other cannabinoids that are found within the plant, actually creates a homeostasis or a balance within our body. So when we think of things like anxiety or depression or chronic inflammation, chronic pain, it usually has to do with an imbalance somewhere. Something is causing something not to work properly. So when you're using cannabis and cannabinoids and they interact with that endocannabinoid system, and then you have a highly functioning endocannabinoid system, your body can balance itself out. So that's why it can work for anxiety, depression, pain. Um, It helps with, you know, we have some autistic children who use it and now their motor tics aren't quite as bad. So there's a wide range of things that it can work with, but the reason all comes down to how it interacts in the body. Yeah. IBS, Crohn's, you know, problems with your stomach. We've, we've seen some people that have been able to come off of four different medications that they've been taking just by using CBD and feel better than when they were taking these pharmaceutical drugs. And so, you know, there's just kind of a paradigm shift too, where, as a, I don't know, um, society, we are so drawn to these drugs and these pharmaceuticals that aren't always necessarily good for us or, you know, good for putting into our body where something natural like CBD can help. Well, and so we, we recorded an episode yesterday and I don't know when, when we actually air these, the timing, but it was, we were talking about opioids and, uh, we were talking about you get like a surgery and they'll give you up to like 30 days of it. But for a lot of people after two weeks, you're addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 And so can something like this help, you know, as an alternative, like you don't need to take opioids. You can, you know, use CBD or something else. Well, that's that's all, some of that's why the medical oh. the mm-hmm. actual like THC bearing products yeah. are like actually make it through. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and then you have an entire pharmaceutical industry, right? That sees the potential behind THC, CBD, other cannabinoid based products. And they're like, well, wait a minute, we can't make money off of this. Like this is doing exactly the opposite of what we're giving you this pill for. Right. Well, and then some yep. of them, because of the nature of their business and that they're publicly traded companies, can't even research it or do a lot of stuff. And they've they've lifted yeah. a lot yeah. of ban on that. There yeah. was actually like I think three or four months ago there was something that passed in Congress that lifted that ban. So now different universities and stuff can actually start researching it, which is great because we need that. I mean, we can sit here and tell you all day about the stories that we have coming in the store, but at the end of the day having the proof behind the pudding is what is going to really catapult this industry and actually give this plant a chance to act as a holistic option for people. Yeah. I think we should research with on Matt. That, okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Your case study. <laughs> Which Matt? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Sounds so like you've already done a lot of research. We, well, we brought two extra tinctures with us today, so we'll give them yeah. both to you. You can both be subjects. There you go. <laughs> I'm not opposed. I mean, I, you know, I get it. I mean, I think that, you know, the only, and the reason I, I mean, I'm a big supporter of the whole thing. I think the idea that, you know, just can't, the cannabis in general, it's such a waste of resource to make it illegal. Like we spend so much money locking people up. This is like, like we're talking about trying to 
create prohibition on a weed. That would be like dandelions are illegal. <laughs> right. And like you're trying, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's easier to take things like cocaine requires like a pretty intensive process to produce and stuff like that. And you can't grow the leaves in Kansas. Like you could throw a bunch of seeds out in the field and, and next spring you might, you'd be like, oh, wow, that smells a lot like something I, we grow a lot of meth in (laughs) Kansas city, (laughs) (laughs) but that's the point. It's like on that kind of stuff, that's different, but it's like, I think if you lived independent, like you get an instruction manual when you move in. Yeah. It's part of the, hey, yeah, their HOA. Right, how, to right. make, how to make meth. <laughs> how yeah. to spot a meth house. Yeah. But, but with that, you know, I think that the, what's interesting is, is the government and states are wising up. They're like, oh, because so, I always say in regards to business, saving money is making money. So if you're not spending money, but the problem that they've created for themselves is we have a quite a, we have a very, very large population of people that work in law enforcement and administration. And now all of a sudden, if they don't have work to do. Right. And it's a weird problem. Which is really sad. Well, yeah. I mean, it, but it is what it is. Right. I mean, our government is the biggest employer. Well, God, and, so. and your your same point about the pharmaceutical company, right? If they make billions of dollars a year on different opi- opiate drugs and stuff, they don't want something else to come in. And Absolutely. Yeah, but the, the, dude, there's class action suits that yeah. are coming out yeah. now. Like, you, I can't yeah, work. Some state working. just you see that one in Oklahoma. It was like $800 million or something there like that. There was one which, for $8 billion. Or eight yeah. billion, yeah, something yeah. huge. Yeah. Now That's that precedent set, uh, like imagine yeah. that going on all fifty states, and so all that right. money they made from opioids, they're going to give back. in any kind of law. You know, laws are change, regulation. There's winners and losers, yeah. on both sides, right? And yeah. they both fight to win and lose. And this one is just That's kind amazing. of it's it's just interesting. This is a groundswell. That There's things that, like I mean, look at it. So I'm 44, and you know, I grew up in the Nancy Reagan, just say no, like war on drugs era, like. I mean, how's that working out 35 years later? Right. Like, well, and it's easier for kids in high school to, to get weed than it is to buy beer. And like, so like what that, that point of fighting it. And like, my dad was a judge in Wyandotte County for a while. And he used to be really opposed to this kind of stuff. And at the end, he's just like, you know what? I just don't feel like ruining some kid's life because he yeah. got caught with a yeah. dime bag of weed. Yep. Right. And now he can't join the army or get maybe get a scholarship or like do something because right. he made a bad decision when he was 16. Yep. And then also like the Whoa, amount of money. Did he make him. a bad decision though? I mean, but, well, <laughs> or was he just told he made a bad decision? Well, I mean, but, but the thing is, is in the same way with business and we've talked about business ethics or tax laws or stuff like that, there are rules that, that exist for the game. Right. that we play and they are what they are. Like, I mean, we can change the rules, but at any given time, that's, that's tough. And that's, what's going to come up is, you know, there's, okay. So you look at like one year flipping over to another, there's some dude in jail in Colorado for like till like 2039 probably. Cause he got caught with a truckload of weed Yeah, and you could drive around with a truckload of weed in Colorado right. today and it'd be okay. So there's like, a, I mean, there's a, there's a issue yep. that, yeah. yeah. And in some places they're going to start, they have forgiven some of yes. those things they and started because they don't want it. It costs money to keep you in jail. There's Absolutely. some federal bills out there right now too, yeah. that will decriminalize nationwide as well. And so, you know, we'll see if any of those come to fruition. Um, I think uh, Kamala Harris is, um, she's doing one right now um, or, or she's got her name on one that would basically decriminalize. And, and then uh, on the flip side, give those people that were, have been in prison, whether it's, you know, people of color, um, women as well that, um, you know, have always been kind of put down, um, you know, give them first preference in line when it comes to these businesses too, and, and, and getting in, involved in the cannabis industry. So how, so it's November and we're in Kansas city. How does the laws change in Missouri 
coming up. Did they already change? No. Well, so they can't, they've changed, but they can't go into effect until the beginning of the year. So you, people who want to open a dispensary and things but, of that nature but have to You wait can get your medical get card, license. you can get your license. But it's technically um, not illegal, right? It's technically not. You can kind of get the card and be driving around with it and you be can, okay. If you, you have can't a, go buy it. Yeah. yeah well, if that, you have a card, you can get it by immaculate conception sort of way, <laughs> you know, but. Um, it, no, I just saw something last week where somebody got in trouble for having medicine on them and the judge was like well you can't buy it in in our state yet so it's still illegal hmm. so th- i think there's a lot of up to interpretation gray area there when it comes to it but like kansas city decriminalized marijuana last year year before so i mean if you get caught with a bag it's 25 bucks that's it same with lawrence it's like a yeah. dollar yeah so those, that's, how, that's those that was their workaround in a lot of cases they're like sure it's a t- it's like getting a ticket Right. And it is. Yeah. It and you're fine. 25 bucks or a dollar. It's like a parking ticket. Exactly. It's probably, it might be more expensive to get a parking ticket. So how does the change in Missouri impact your business? Um, and, I mean, and, and CBD startups in general, like for people all over, like, I don't necessarily think it impacts our business too bad. I mean, we're talking about a different side of the cannabis industry. So more, you know, THC based medical marijuana type stuff. Um, the benefit is now we can actually work with companies on the Missouri side to formulate different CBD and THC combined products where we're actually seeing the most benefit being gained anyways. So we can go and work with people over there and, you know, do a 50% THC, 50% CBD tincture, and people can use that as part of their medicine. So that that'll be part of your 2020 strategy is yeah just a little bit more research yeah. that can actually you know partnering we would have to partner with a Missouri company to do so uh, we cannot do literally any of that in Kansas okay. um, but can't believe Kansas isn't progressive <laughs> I um, know but, what a shock <laughs> the people I roll, use <laughs> I, I roll moment <laughs> the people use THC oil the same way they do um, there's a couple different ways that you can use it but what you know they're finding is that that combo CBD and THC oil is really where most of the therapeutic benefit is actually coming from. So there's some cool things that can be done there. Posing for pictures. Photo op. <laughs> yeah. You can find those pictures at, at Startup Hustle Podcast on Instagram and possibly at KC Hemco. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I always oh, remember okay. people talking about um, using marijuana for like glaucoma. Yeah. Or blood thinner. It's a blood thinner. Stuff like that. But yeah. does CBD oil help with that too? Or does it have to be so THC? So CBD can help. There are other cannabinoids as well, like CBG, I believe, which is specific to helping um, glaucoma or okay. it's, it's more shown. And, and so, you know, at, we talk about cannabinoids. CBD is the most, you know, it's kind of the star. It's the one that we all talk about. But there's hundreds of other ones as well that, you know, we need more studies on. Yeah. Uh, we need to Back find to out the more research. about them. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So I, as a CBD startup, I'd like to talk about, you know, as you guys are making a product, I mean, a CBD startup is, I mean, we, we're not talking retail here, but you mentioned a store. Do you guys yeah, have we, a store? Yeah, we spot? are retail we and do. manufacturer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as the, as the focal point of your business going forward is, uh, around making a product? Yes. Yeah. Um, we're not opening a whole bunch of other stores. Right. There that's, is an oversaturation of stores in Kansas. Yeah. Well, and, and let's, that's what I want to talk about. So with that, and then you, ha- so you have supply chain and distribution things. You get a, if you make a product, you got to sell it somewhere, either sell it right. yourself, sell it to someone else. You're dealing with a saturated market. 
So how, how, what's your plan for overcoming that? And like, I mean, how is that affecting everything? Cause it tells me supply and demand is going to weigh heavily. Well, look at Oregon or yeah. I mean, California has the same problem. You, you could say that what is going on in Kansas city on the CBD market is a very small scale of what's happening sure. with cannabis in Oregon. Absolutely. I mean, you can't toss a rock and not hit a CBD store when you walk outside. Um, which is another reason why we're really excited for the regulations is to kind of we think that'll weed out a lot of the bad players or the fly by night people who are just trying to make a dollar in a, you know, booming industry. But, you know, moving forward, we make sure that we partner with the right people. And the main thing that we focus on as a company is education, not just education on cannabis and how it works within the body and why this is a good product for you, but education on why the product that we make is the superior product on the market. We use, again, USDA certified organic hemp out of Colorado, and it distillate form. We use USDA certified organic products when we're making our actual bottle. So everything in there has been certified. It's been tested. Um, Just keeping a pure product out there and continuing the education behind that is kind of how we see ourselves moving past and wading through all the bullshit, really. Education is expensive and consumer awareness is expensive. And then also like, I mean, it's just difficult to be everywhere all the time. So, I mean, do you have a specific plan for like all the stuff you just mentioned is great, but as a consumer walking in a store and especially here's the thing is like so many people are walking, uh, there are people everywhere walking into a CBD store for the first time ever today. So like, so with that, and I, by the way, I've never even been in a CBD store. I've been in a marijuana dispensary yeah, for a friend. They're different. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but I, I, well, I did that. It was in Colorado and it's, you know, I'm fascinated with it. I mean, it's just so yeah. weird, like, and, and great at the same time. Right. You know? Well, and I mean, even with dispensaries in Colorado, you know, you can walk in one and one has a completely different feel than another yeah. one does. Oh, sure. One feels like, oh, this is a really high end place. Like, I don't know if I belong in here. The and one the I went to, the like, one oh, I went to is like in a, like an industrial park with my buddy. Shady. It wasn't, yeah. no, it wasn't like six yeah. buildings. It wasn't back to the shady, right, go but, down it, some it, but it wasn't, oh, it didn't overwhelm me with, with presentation value. Where, right. But the same guy that I was there with was friends with the dude that owns, what is it? Like the green, some, I don't know. They're big and they are the massive, they have the, uh, I can't, they, they're big, they're big out there. They have like a bunch of locations yeah. and he goes, well, if we go there, we'll have to wait in line. Yeah. And, but it's, it's really, it's like going there, it's like all wood and looks real nice. It's like, it's like a whole experience. And when we went to, he's like, yeah, but we'll, we'll be in and out. I'm like, all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting because some of them kind of really hide what they are and everything too, because there's still a stigma of like going there and being seen there. And uh, not so there. much than Colorado. I don't think, you know, I, there's, I mean, there's like billboards everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know who I was recently talking to to about this, but you know, the market in Colorado is no longer about medicine or education. It's tourism. Most of the people there, it's tourism. So, you know, that's, it's gone from being this, Oh, we're medicine and this is going to help you. And this is great. Learn to, Okay. Here's a dime bag. <laughs> I'll take your money. Yeah, now. but I'm get high in Colorado. But let's be real. Yeah. Like, who are we really trying to fool here? I mean, like, like you know, your quote Madison. Like, and we've gone through this. And this is the thing is like, if you want, I, and this is where I have an issue with. They're just. This is the process that it has to go through. It's medical, and they can, it's really kind of the state kind of getting their shit together and having to keep up with it. But I mean, if you want to smoke weed, just say you want to smoke weed. Right. Don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't I, think you necessarily like. If that's the reason you want it, don't be like, yeah, I'm doing it for my glaucoma. <laughs> okay, that's cool, but you also want to smoke weed. Let's be realistic. Right. 
Because, dude, it does. I mean, it, it literally, it gets you high. Like, medicine theoretically is not supposed to give you a buzz. It's supposed to cure whatever, unless the medicine you need requires a buzz. And that is where some people Very use true. for anxiety and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, and I, and I think that, that now CBD is a different, a different approach. Like right. that is a medical attempt. It's yeah. medical only. Yeah. It's, but, it's right. all how you operationally define anything too, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you see, I think you should probably see my point. I'm like, I yeah. mean, if you yeah. want to say, if you want to smoke weed, just say you want to smoke weed. Right. Know, like, you know, I mean, my knee hurts. I'm going to go right. grab a joint. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I just want to rub stuff all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> We we should have brought them. We brought the wrong product. We definitely brought the wrong product. If you want to see Watson rubbing CBD oil all over himself, it will not be on any of our social media. (laughs) You can contact him, however it is that you find him, and I don't want to see what happens. Fair. That's that's fine. Okay. So, all right. So now, you know, back to that, you know, that awareness thing and whatever we talk about with the with the CBD stuff, and so we we get a little off track some sometimes, but it happens, but you know, so how do you guarantee what's your plan for a consumer? I, so I go in a store and everything's like, it's going to do this. It's going to do that. You got to kind of take these things at face value. Right. Like how do you, I mean, you, okay. So you have USD organic. That's a thing. That is a thing. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's a good start. What are some other ways that build a little bit of consumer confidence? Um, I think the, our brand kind of does too. I mean, you know, we have a, a higher quality product, but when you come in, you also get direct interaction with the two of us who make the product. So when people have questions about it and want to know what's in it, like we can break it down for them, which is really nice. And That's even, not scalable though. Unless, right. well, it can be, I mean, the video and different kind, you can make yourself into the personality that goes yeah, around it. You know, we've, we've thought about putting a YouTube channel together and doing all the educational videos and stuff like that. And so those are things that you we could have. go on podcasts. Yeah. yeah, you know the podcast thing that <laughs> seems to be working out all right for us. So. <laughs> We've done a few of those. So I mean, there's there's still so much that we don't have answers for. I mean, you know, this we have the oversaturation issue in Kansas City. There's also a bunch of red tape that we're kind of crawling through too, and it's us and every other company out there right now, kind of doing the same thing. We're all just waiting and literally just pushing through stuff and getting through things. It's a brand new industry, you know, so we're all kind of creating the footwork together, which is different and kind of fun, but different. I mean, that's, uh, that's part of everything. I mean, we've gone through the same thing. I mean, we had full scale. We had to build, we build a brand and yeah. these things are expensive. Right. They take time. That's take another time. thing too. It's hard to build Absolutely. a brand right away. So right. You, you sell the product in your store, but is it also available in other we do. So mm-hmm. we distribute, we have a wholesale program. Uh, we distribute throughout Kansas City and beyond too. And so what brand is that sold as? Casey Hemp Co. Okay. Yep. Can you buy that at caseyhempco.com? Yes, you can. Yeah. Are you allowed to ship this anywhere now? Yep. Okay. So anywhere. you can ship it to... to. So technically there's still like <laughs> four states that you're not supposed to. Like I think is it Can South I, Dakota? I, or, ooh, I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was going to expect them laws. to be like the, like Alabama, Mississippi. Mississippi's one. Okay. Mississippi's one. <laughs> Wait, so, can we guess on the other ones? Kansas, would, Oklahoma. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> right. would, Utah. Would, I'm going to pick something no. weird like Delaware. No. I don't know. No, no, I Delaware, think Delaware, I think Del- Delaware have medical on. I think Delaware actually exists for the sole purpose of skirting other types of laws. <laughs> like why you open a corporation in yeah. Delaware yeah. when you have never even <laughs> been to the state. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's like Nevada, right? So there is some, there are some 
don't ship to. Yeah, yeah. it's a very, very gray area. Well, but, sure. um, so it, it's legal federally, CBD is, um, but there are still, I think, two or three states. Yeah, Mississippi, North Dakota, or South Dakota, one of the, I can't remember which Dakota. But Matt, when you worked at the, at the ticket, uh, as a ticket broker, and I did as well, did you guys, and I think you were in it way long ago compared to me, but there were a few states that had basically- New York, I think. Well, they, no, like, they had outlawed resale. So we yeah. actually had some conversation as to far as like, would we actually, should we ghost the whole state? Because the, But the thing that we came back to was they were making a transaction here. Yeah. Because right. we charged it here. They the invoice was from here. So it wasn't we weren't actually making a transaction there, right. which would have on some levels or it depends. All, all this stuff is up for uh, interpretation. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not the result of the interpretation that is expensive. It's defending your position legally if right. you get into that. Yeah. And so one of the things about Kansas, you know, where we are here, um, in, the farmers can grow it, but they can't sell the flour. So it and, has to go to process. They have to process it. That, yeah. And we can't sell any CBD flour in our store. Um, mainly so, because there's still the full, uh, you know, full spectrum or the 0.03% or 0.3%, excuse me. Um, you know, that we can't do. Uh, and so we still need, you know, changes to happen here Within that, we, we have CBD, but we still don't fully have access to So is there a slight it. amount of THC in that? Is mm-hmm. that yeah. Okay. You're not yeah. allowed to sell it as smokable flour, and this is what I actually want to talk about, and I'm not going to name people here, but one of my good friends from high school uh, owned a CBD shop in Lawrence, Kansas, and the DEA raided him and shut him yeah. down. And yeah. they are like literally like looking at going to jail. Yeah. Because they yes. had it in there as, quote, smokable flour, mm-hmm. which was apparently – I mean, they literally – they were talking like kick the door down, like yeah. storming the building yeah. kind huh. of shit. We get the KBI in our store all the time asking us. And they are not slick. They are not. So you know, like they are not, not slick. At, I know – when you're holding your phone this close to your face – and you're pointing your camera at me when you're talking to me. <laughs> like, isn't there a class you guys? Yeah, on and and the only thing <laughs> you take two steps in, and you're like, "Where's your flower at?" I'm sorry, sir. We don't we don't have flower here. <laughs> yeah. You used to not be able to go in and ask for a bong. When you say flower, yeah. Yeah, for a same water reason, pipe. yeah. When you say flower, are you talking about the buds? The buds, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. not what white powdery like, stuff. No, right. okay. no, yeah, yeah. The well, buds the, that yeah, the look smokable like the flower. Weed. Yeah, it does. And, and but I, thought, I thought you could buy that. Not in Kansas. Not, Kansas. not like that. On the Missouri side, you can't. It's can. not illegal, okay. but you can't sell it like, hey, smoke it up. Right. And it's, I mean, it's back to that whole thing. It looks just like the real thing. It does. Right. It's, just how, it's just missing the chemical on it. Down at Hemphaven, they they have a dab bar where you can yeah. go and dab CBD. Like, it's just what you like would do. Like with bread? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or what? Dip. Matt, like when, we, when we, when we, when uh, we, I'm going to have to. Or do you uh, dab it and then rub it on Matt, yourself. I'm saving all <laughs> yeah. of this for yeah. the time when I do take you to go to see Humphreys McGee. Okay. And I'm hoping you don't freak the fuck out. And we're going to. Are we talking about like the, the dab dance now? You're going to learn it all. Though. Okay. <laughs> if you want to, you, you're free to express yourself within that crowd with probably with very little judgment. And on some nights, a and lot there of There will pe- be people there that will do all of it. Judgment? Yeah. Well, no. The dab. The- <laughs> Pro- yeah, probably, and 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 honestly, probably a hell of a lot more. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep you in a contained VIP area <laughs> that will feel somewhat safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair, right? I'll let my freak yeah. flag fly, and we'll I, just, you yeah. don't even need to there, man. You don't even need to fly. Okay. So that's a good thing. So <laughs> it's all right. So um, I told you I have an interesting 
some interesting experience with this. By the way, a lot of it can't, in my experience with Oregon and some other stuff, it was over the last few years, I got offered free ownership in businesses. I still don't want to say free. I got offered ownership in businesses for participating as an advisor. And one of which was uh, appeared on the surface to be quite lucrative, which was a decent percentage ownership in, uh, in a cultivation operation in Oregon. And I, that's why I understand so much about it. I literally looked at it. I turned it down. And, and this was something that was projecting to produce millions of dollars in revenue. But I started looking at it. And there's one thing you can't overcome in business and commerce, and that's supply and demand. Supply and demand. And I, real, I could literally see that there was a problem. And I, to, and I begged my friend not to do it. He ended up not doing it. But I was like, you dude, this is going to fail. And he's like, what do you mean? This seems like a laydown. But one of the red flags was the guy that was literally selling the farm was like, yeah. And it comes with like 125 pounds of, and that was a red flag for me. I was like, okay, if this was really a robust market, he wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be like, yeah. And, and, and the ranch <laughs> comes with a, with a pickup. But if truck. you grow too much corn or soybeans or wheat, you can sell it to China or Brazil or but the thing right? is, is you, can you can't do but that. With you this. can't take it out of the state. Yeah, so you, right. so it's you trapped. Can't export it's tra- it. You yeah. can't. It's but that's also created a whole nother level of black market right. activity because right. these people are stuck with it and they're like, you know what, man, I got to pay my fucking bills. So they load up, they load it up, and they drive it to places like here, where yep. it's worth a lot more. That's yep. exactly. Yeah. What and there's do. actually a market for it. So yeah, and it's just it was really interesting. But that same issues coming up. I've had people that have approached me wanting advice on opening a dispensary. And the first question I ask them is, would you want to own a liquor store? And if they, and they're like, no, not really. I'm like, then pick yep. something else. Cause yep. it's, it's going to be the same thing yeah. everywhere yeah. soon enough, which is you're going to walk in just like you do in Colorado. Dude, when I went to the dispensary, I walked in, there was a guy, you now there was a guy at the door that checked my ID I mean, the same way you get carded at a liquor store. And right. I went in and we bought like 50 bucks worth of weed or whatever. And then we left. Yeah. And I, I don't, how does that work when you walk in and there's 300 flavors to pick from? Dude, there were, I mean, it wasn't really like that. There was like, I mean, there, I mean, there were some, but it was just like going into. It's like picking a different kind of beer. Yeah. Or, and I, you know, yeah, I don't get caught up into that. Some people are like, you know, they've got all these really fancy, interesting, fun names. And like, you know, and basically in the end, the guy was trying to tell me all this. I was like, and weed will wake you up or it'll put you to sleep. Yeah. And they Pick literally, it's basically <laughs> like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I was like, let's go with both. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend tested the theory and I, I'm just kidding. No, we smoked the shit out of that weed, dude. And right. it's okay. But I mean, that's that, but that was part of the whole thing. And like, and that was, so it, it, that was basically the whole experience. And, you know, you looked at it and say, Hey, here it is. Take a look. Now, some people get fall in love with that stuff, but just because yeah. you've fallen in love with weed doesn't mean that opening a dispensary is the right move for your right. future. So, well, and it's such good. a new thing that everybody's wanted to do right. like, secretly their whole lives. Sure. So now they can, and it's like, yeah. And right. so, <laughs> But there's a lot, but there's a lot more to it because the thing is, is these things, these places pop up. And by the way, the states that have the issues are the ones that haven't put any cap on production. Right. Right. And then with Oregon, so like when Colorado legalized it, you had to have already been in the state for a while, or you couldn't get a license. So, you know, so people that had already lived there were finding themselves in ownership positions because people wanted to come out of state and be in there. But Oregon attracted a bunch of people to their economy by saying, hey, we're not going to put that on there at all. And they they didn't limit the growth. Michigan just did that, right? Yeah, I believe so. Where you can come in from out of state. 
Seems like Missouri limited the n- number of acres that could be planted. They did. And I think, I do not quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that for in order to get a license, at least 51% of the company had to be owned by a Missouri resident. Possibly. I don't know. So I'm pretty yeah. sure that's how they had kind of worked around yeah. that so that the big companies couldn't come in and just and th- that's what's why take over. And by the way, I when the I have I believe that when it's gonna be interesting for businesses like yours and also and anyone that's built a brand or a product, especially something that has an existing supply chain, is when they lift the federal veil on this, right. all these dude do you want to talk about money pouring in? It's going to look like some like a dam broke or like they release it or something because these companies are sitting on the sidelines. You look at like right. RJ Reynolds and like all these companies, like all the way down to like it all- it reminds me of vaping. It's like now vaping, there's like several brands that have kind of taken over and then didn't. Because now Jules got like a yeah. Jules about problem. to, yeah, they're about and to. And, 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 and by the way, vaping. it's really funny that like 15 people died with vaping related illnesses, but yeah, probably like. A thousand people are going to die today from having smoked. It's about oh thirteen. God. It's about thirteen hundred a day that yeah. die from cigarettes. So, but it's crazy. Nobody's up in arms yeah. about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, still so, small but, little. But disclaimer. the point is, is these are big companies that have an interest. Like, yeah. dude, uh, Marlboro's had the patent and like the trademark on Marlboro Greens for like sixty-five years. Like, they've just been sitting there waiting. So, yeah. but they're the, much like big companies acquire software businesses and right. other things. They yep. don't want to do the work. Right. They want to come in. They want to buy consolidation. They want to buy your brand. They want, yep. So there, you'll, I think you'll see a, a, an interesting change in the dynamic. I also have a theory that if he doesn't get impeached before the next election, that Trump is going to lift this veil in an effort. To, that is my theory. I, I really think I rumors out there. That's, that's, that's like his. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be nail, his play. Yeah. Well, for a couple of things is Absolutely. one, if anything, just an ego thing. Um, because then you have kind of etched your name as the person that did that. Right. Um, and then also I just, you know, which I'm curious to see how that would go over with the people that voted for him last time. So, yeah, a lot of them are coming around on it too. Well, I mean, in the end, I mean, some of it's just economics and, you know, so my, my buddy Josh lives in Colorado and like, I mean, dude, it's flourishing there. The schools Mm -hmm. are doing great and whatever. And, and that's what blows me away with Kansas. It's like, we're supposed to, this is a fucking agriculture state, man. Like let people grow profitable crops. Yeah. Right. Corn is not profitable, dude. The thing about Kansas, and the thing about Kansas too, is that they don't need to be growing a whole bunch of CBD flour. They need to be growing the industrial hemp that can be used for hempcrete, you know, textiles, all the million different um, products that you can make with the industrial hemp that isn't necessarily consumable by, by humans. And don't have a terrible, like ecological impact. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the problem with that though, and I am obviously fully on board with all of that, but the market for hemp rope and hemp textiles and hemp Crete is still so very small. Like those yeah. need well, it's because be it's not up. easy to get the supplies. Yeah. Right. Well, and, it's, and they're too expensive. The products out there, you know, the, the hemp paper and all that, it's too expensive right now for the normal consumer to go out there and buy. But if we start growing a whole bunch of it, then, you know, we can stop cutting down the rainforest too and, and use those products. And um, so, yeah, the, you know, there's, there's gotta be a paradigm shift that happens there too. Cause as far as Kansas goes, you know, we talk about, you know, where we get our hemp from comes from Colorado because we know that's where we're getting the best quality. There's, um, you know, as far as the cannabinoid reports and everything like that, it's not proven that you can even grow that successfully here in Kansas. Um, you know, there, there's farmers that are doing it right now, but there's a lot of them that are not having good success with this first round yeah, too. Yeah, and a lot so. of their crops are popping hot. I mean, so they're, you know, over that 0.3%. That was a term James DeWitt used that when it's hot. 
It's a, you're, that's, oh, you're over the legal limit on your hump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so yep. because I want to really capitalize on four, on a four player option here, we need to play mixtape. All right. Mixtapethegame.com. Matt, I believe you tried the, the, uh, digital version. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were playing it in Cebu. Getting, getting through the final, the final improvements on that. I even played the CeeLo Green song and Limp Biscuit. We're gonna block those. Yeah. as one of the owners of the company. <laughs> I think I won both times. Have you guys played Mixtape before? Uh, I've just listened to it on your guys' show. Thank you for listening. So, I'm gonna. I pulled a. I pulled a card out of the Mixtape deck. By the way, MixtapeTheGame.com. App coming soon. I'm going to read a scenario. It's only three words today. Oh. And we're all going to name a song, and then we will vote for who wins. You cannot vote for yourself. Defining collegiate song. I'm going to use, I'm going to answer, I'm going to use a previous answer that I didn't win on, but I should have, and I'm also going to use this me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I what feel like song. I deserve to use that again. How did I not win that right around? Anyway, so yeah. Uh, That's a good one. I'm going to say we are the champions because mm. when I was in college, uh, the year that one of the years I was there, we were champions in baseball, football, and basketball. Who together. are we? K State. Oh, you lost yeah. my vote. <laughs> yeah. You lost my vote. Either one of you are getting my vote because I can't vote for K State being a champion. Oh, man. By the way, I was born in Manhattan, Kansas, and like the same day I was born, left, and I haven't gone back. <laughs> Rock chalk. I keep thinking of the uh, football games and the band, and uh, there's got to be some song there. Dude, you went to DeVry. Some... I know. Well, I know. but They don't have about... a football team no. at DeVry. So the only, the only song I can think of at the moment is uh, The Flight of the Bumblebee. Oh. So Heather's okay. going to get my vote oh, regardless no. of her answer. <laughs> I was going to say um, no sleep till Brooklyn because when I was in college, I liked to party a lot. I like it. Vote for Heather. All right. Heather wins. <laughs> Heather Did wins. You, yeah. Dang. She gets my vote. <laughs> do, you, do you want to fire the money gun? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, she looked at me as if that was the stupidest yeah. question that anyone Who do I get has. to fire it at? Uh, well, that's up to you. Oh. Um, I find that people sitting in that seat often like to shoot Matt with the money gun. Matt, you really have been sprayed with ones way too many times. Yeah, that money's dirty. You can do whatever you want, but here we go. So Heather's going to fire the money gun. It's stuck. You, that's, you, okay, first off, you deserved that a little bit. She got a little carried I was away. Excited. She was waving the money gun up and down. We're gonna post this on, oh, on no. everything. On okay. everything. On TikTok. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Okay, thanks. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> Good Lord, how much money All is right. in that He's, thing? I got it. It keeps going. <laughs> if you would like to see Heather celebrating her victory, as an expectant mother, you might not want to touch that money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there might be some glitter on it or something. Like no. That. No, Maybe never. Comes out a little weird that was a rumor. It's a little oily. 
<laughs> so before we do our founders freestyle on the way out, uh, make sure you go to caseyhempco.com if you want to watch Heather abusing her privileges <laughs> as the mo- holder of the money gun. We'll post that on at Startup Hustle Podcast. We're also going to post it on TikTok because we're trying to figure out what the fuck that even is. Um, I think we'll get it figured out. Um, check out the uh, Startup Hustle YouTube channel when you get a chance. And by the way, Matt and I also own, operate, or associate with companies like stackify.com and gigabook.com. So um, we like to end our episodes by doing a quick little round table. And so we'll start with Kyle. Well, actually, we'll start with Heather because we'll go ladies first. And we'll work our way back and go back over to Watson. But we, the Founders Freestyle kind of exists because with our conversational format, we sometimes leave things unresolved and we give you a chance to do that. It, resolve anything from the episode. Say anything you want. You can really do whatever you want because it's a freestyle. So yeah. ladies first and winners first. So yeah, have at it. Um, well, thank you for having us for Thanks starters. For um, it's really exciting being a woman, especially in the cannabis industry. Um I'm excited to be able to do this with my husband as well. You know, people ask us all the time, like, how do you guys make it through the day without killing each other? And there are days where both of us have (laughs) to just sit across the table from each other. But um, it's been awesome. And I'm just blessed to be able to do it and excited to see where the whole industry is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us on. And, um, you know, CaseyHempCo.com. Feel free to to grab some products out there. You know, like we said, everything's organic and and we stand behind the products that we make. Um, We also... For anyone out there that's interested in wholesale and distribution, feel free to get a hold of us. Mr. Watson, that's the sound of the money. <laughs> yeah, dude you you are a ball, you're a baller on a budget, bro. Because that's like what like twenty three bucks. And Maybe. is that how you're freestyling? Yeah, that's my freestyle. Day. Your freestyle yeah. is the sound of money. Yeah. By the way, I actually. I, you know what? I was That's making, how I, I went from making fun of you to totally respecting That's you. How I roll, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, once again, hey, thanks for coming in. Uh, interesting topic. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedule to help us discuss what I think is one of the, well, I, you know, I don't have any math to support this, but one of the more interesting and faster growing elements of startups. And absolutely. Um, you know, I'm a big supporter of things and I love the fact that you want to do it right and not just do it. Um, I think that in the end, I think that might be a struggle in the beginning. And I think if you stay true to that, it'll end up being a win. So yeah, looking forward to uh, learning more about how your company grows. Hope you'll come back. I think we might have to do like a, just like a, we'll have a, a quote hemp party. Yeah. There we go. I won't yeah. be pregnant. But but, yeah, there you go. Sake. There you go. She's, <laughs> well, I just counting uh, down days. Uh, <laughs> well, we're being assumptive here. Yes. Um, but with that, you know, like I said, I wish you guys all the best of luck. And uh, I'm going to get back to trying to figure out how to cure my glaucoma. There we go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. guys. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.